You're listening to the Black Compass Podcast, the show that brings you real talk from women about culture, career, justice, and wellness, all all in the pursuit of Black excellence, with your host, Dynasty Hunt, and Dr. Jess Williams. Here we are. It is Friday. Welcome to the Black Compass, everyone. I'm Dr. Jess. And this is Dynasty. (laughs) Welcome. So we're winding down, preparing for the weekend, and just self-reflecting on today's topic. It's around knowing your limitations. To kick us off with our question, Di, when are you really able to know your limitations? Mm. This is such a big and important question, and I feel like it changes so much for me, depending on the stage of life that I'm in, what's going on around me personally. But I think when I have recognized or learned to recognize my limitations is when, you know, I'm stressed out to the point where my brain can't compute anything, where little things that are typically so easy for me to do, like a simple task, it takes me an hour, like, oh, I need to send this email email and write this two sentence email descriptor for a workshop that I've taught for 10 different times. And I can't sit there and write it or even calculate the fact that like, die, you've done this workshop 10 different times. And so you have a descriptor. So if you just went to your email and found it, you can copy and paste, but I'm like stressing. I'm like, is the verbiage right? Am I doing it right? So I question myself. And when I question myself, strangely enough, that's when I realize that I'm at my point where I have reached my peak, I have reached my limit, and something has to give. And that something can't be me. So it has to be something else that's on my plate that it's causing me to reach that point. Mm. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And I think for myself, I know I'm at my limitations where I can't put myself in overdrive. Mm. That I have learned how to put myself in a position where I can get things done. Maybe it's my positive anxiety, as I say, right? And I'm able to just go into overdrive and get everything done. I've noticed recently, I'm not even trying to go into overdrive. It's like, hey, if it gets done, (laughs) it gets done. You know what? Oh, well, it didn't get done. So it's off my plate. So I had to really think about it because that's not quote unquote normal for me because I'm used to performing. Yeah. And it's so interesting that you say that, that piece just that you just mentioned around used to performing, because not only do I feel like, you know, used to performing, but also feeling like that is the expectation, right? Like as a black woman, I'm constantly, that is the narrative that I'm going to perform, that I put on myself, that people around me put on me. And when I don't perform, it feels like, I don't know about for you, but for me, it feels like I fall that much further from grace. Like, why didn't you get this done in a certain time frame? Why didn't this happen? And I watch my peers who don't look like me, who don't look like us, and they don't have that same, like they don't get that same reaction. They don't get that same weight. And so I almost feel like at times, like part of me learning my limits is also being able to name for others, like this is my breaking point. And whether your expectations of me have fallen short or not, I can't carry those for you. I have to be able to say, these are my limits. This is my breaking point. This is what I can't do. And if that means, quote unquote, that I have failed you, 
but I took care of me, then look, that's success in my book. You know, and there was a time where I used to carry that, right? I used to carry, like if I fell and people were like, oh my gosh, you didn't get it done. What happened? And made a big deal out of it. I would take it and I would internalize it. And I would say that like, I was a failure and what was I doing wrong? And like, I would get dramatic. I'd be like, oh my God, I feel my ancestors. Cause people don't understand, like as a black woman, you not only carry the weight of what's happening for you, but you carry the weight of the people that came before you. And I constantly used to carry that weight. I now carry it still, but in a much healthier way where I'm like, I'm not failing them if I'm doing what I need to do for me and I'm giving myself the limits that I need to. But all y'all over here in the peanut gallery who want to tell me whether or not I failed you because I didn't go over my breaking point. I didn't tip over the edge for you. Yeah. Bye. Bye. (laughs) And that's just where I'm at it. I know I've always been that way, right? Getting it done. And a lot of it, it's limitations. It's setting healthy boundaries. And it's you being the captain of your own ship, right? Mm -hmm. Versus you being the janitor of your ship Mm -hmm. like it's your Mm -hmm. ship but you're allowing somebody else to be the phase due to their expectations right and I'm saying this because if you cannot identify your limitations you will burn yourself out and it's not just being burnt out typical not typical but like medical burnt out like we're talking about on a more emotional cultural burnout where you just feel like once again I'm at the bottom of the totem pole and I have not reached success because you have allowed yourself to be in overdrive for so long right and you have put your self-care at bay even though you're having all these successes you're starting to integrate or connect that with that success but really it's not because you have to identify your limitations and it's okay to step back. It's okay to say, I don't have the energy to do X, Y, and Z right now. It's okay to say, my brain can't take any much longer. I need a little bit of me time so I can reset and recharge and then I can reconnect. Just something that you said just resonated so much for me. Well, two things you said, but I'll pull out the first one. And it's about this idea of what you're describing as burnout. So I will say for myself personally, there have been times where what you're describing as burnout, I have shared that with someone else and said, like, this is how I'm feeling and didn't call it burnout, but just said, this is how I'm feeling. And there has been this automatic, oh, like you're depressed. Like, oh, you need to go like see someone. And this is not to dismiss depression at any level, because I think that is an important thing that I know that we're going to address in one of our future episodes. But hearing you describe burnout is so helpful to me because I don't get to hear that definition. I'm either performing or something's wrong with me. But it's not that because of the environment or because of all that I have said yes to, because that all the people have put on, I am just experiencing burnout and I need to figure out a way to like preserve and protect my energy. It automatically goes into like, you are depressed. And so I just want to name that. And I will just own Mm -hmm. that for myself personally, is that then I have taken that definition and questioned myself where when I hear you describe that, I'm like, There have been periods where I have experienced mild depression, but that feels very different than experiencing actual burnout 
Mm-hmm. And like having that described is so helpful because it's just been so hard to hear people and to have a narrative that says as a black woman, like either you're performing or something's wrong with you. And there's no right. in between, like you don't get that in between of like what else could be causing or what else could be happening? How do you describe it? How do you define it? Exactly. And part of it is we show up in the workplace, not all of us, right? Not all Mm -hmm. Black people show up in a workplace. So let's be clear about that piece, Mm -hmm. right? But you show up in a workplace. I show, I'm talking about us. We show up in the workplace, ready to go all the time, whatever people need. We're here for the cause. We're here to fight people battles. We're here to get the work done because Mm -hmm. we're passionate about it. But people could take your passion or even yourself, you could take your passion and you could put it in overdrive to the point that mm-hmm. you are experiencing burnout, which is more of an emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion mm-hmm. due to prolonged stress. And part of the prolonged stress is I feel like as Black women, we're used to being stressed. Oh, just because normal. of the. Co- <laughs> Because of the cultural effects and all these different variables that we experience outside of work. So if we bring those experiences in work, inside the workplace, and then we're, we're succeeding, we're doing what we do in our everyday life, stress is just getting stacked on stress. And before you know it, you're burnt out and you're like, wait a minute, my limitations. Yeah. I'm cutting those. Yeah, I, this this so resonates for me. You know, something that I did, and it's it's been a few years since I started this practice, but it just helped me so much is I do audits. And sometimes those audits are quarterly, but sometimes it's an audit. Like when I'm really feeling it, I will audit every month. Sometimes I'm like, we better audit every Friday. But what I'm auditing is like, what's on my plate? What is priority for me? What do I want to give energy to? And then what's taking energy? And what do I need to remove from my plate so I can give time and space to the things that matter most? And I, I think people don't do enough of that. And I'm not afraid in the very beginning of doing those audits, I was kind of like, oh, well, someone's going to get mad when I say, hey, I said yes to this six months ago. And now I'm calling you up and I'm telling you what I said six months ago is no longer true for my space and my time and my energy. And I'm going to say no to that. But I've gotten really clear and unapologetic about doing those audits frequently and going to people and saying like, no, can't or no, won't. And being okay with that, because for me, it's a good way of like protecting that energy of checking my limitations all the time. Because I think so much of it is too, is that we get caught and we're like, okay, let me set my schedule and let me set my system. And we set it. And then things go awry and we're like, oh my gosh, why, why is the stress? Why, why are we carrying this extra load? What's going on? And I think a part of it is people have to realize that we have to realize you are constantly evaluating your space. You should constantly be evaluating what's on your plate, constantly evaluating what is taking up your energy. Cause man, the things that can creep up on your plate where you're like, I didn't ask for that extra seasoning. I didn't ask for the extra side of work and all of a sudden it's there and you don't even know where it came from happens so frequently that people miss it. If you aren't constantly stepping back and looking and going, what needs to look different? How does it need to look different? And what and who do I need to prioritize? And how do I make sure that who I prioritize doesn't exclude myself from that equation and make sure that I'm first on that plate? 
No, most definitely. I do agree with that. And a lot of times when people do speak up about, hey, these are my limitations, or this is the way I'm feeling overwhelmed, right? Some people will say, well, it's because they know, you know, the information, you're the expert, you Mm -hmm. get it done. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's like they give you like this positive validation about your work ethic (laughs) to (laughs) to continue to have you in overdrive and not saying they're doing it purposely or um, being malicious about it. Right. But then in your head, you're like, you know what? You right. I do get it done. Yeah. So then you go into internal conflict about your own self, self-care, about <laughs> your own limitations. So you in conflict with yourself now, you know? So I do agree with, and I like how you named it an audit, like your own internal audit about your limitations, because A, people need to know what it is. You know, they need to understand why is this happening and what are the signs to really look out for when you're at your limit or if you're experiencing this burnout, right? And then lastly, how to fight it. Mm -hmm. How are you coping with this? How are you going to intervene and take control? Because that's the other piece. You can blame it on John, Susie, Tammy, and everybody else. But really, the blame is you because you're allowing yourself to, to be overstretched. You have to be able to gain your control, even if these items or projects have slipped on your plate, you know? So... You know, it, it, it's so funny because like, I agree with you around like, it's you and you have to own it. But I also think there is a portion of responsibility that goes to others around sure. once you own it, how they respond. Because, you know, th- there is where someone, you know, maybe they aren't intentionally putting all this burden on you and you're not saying to them, actually, nope, this is too much. Take this off. And then you get to the place where you're like, I've learned. I'm taking it off. I'm saying no. But then when people come back and make you feel bad, they make you feel guilty. They make you feel less than. They make you feel like you're performing less. When, they, when it hits your performance evaluation, like let's get real, when it helps hit your pocket, when it hits your promotion, because you decided to not do the most and to do what everybody else is doing <laughs> instead of doing the most, then it's like, oh, well, you're not performing. You're not getting promoted. Like all of these things, when it hits you, that is equally malice and harmful. And then yeah. I feel like it's no longer my responsibility. Now it's the responsibilities of others to hear me and to stop holding such a crazy expectation over me. If I'm telling you, yo, this expectation is crazy. I need you not only to back off of that expectation, but I need you to hear it and respect it and not penalize me for saying I am creating a new boundary for myself. And so many times we get penalized for saying for no. that. Yeah. No. And, and I, I agree with you. So there is something that really is standing out is we need to normalize this conversation of what we're experiencing in the workplace. A, the follow through needs to come through whoever leadership or manager supervisor to be supportive, like to actually be intentional and be supportive in listening that, hey, I'm at my limitation and I need some rest and peace mm-hmm. right now. Mm-hmm. And I need you to support me through this so I can be back to me. Mm-hmm. So you won't hit my pockets. You won't mark me down on my performance and you won't block me from getting my promotion. And it's sad that I have to look at the three P's. 
because <laughs> yeah or or like or that fourth p which is peace yeah. out because like the reality yeah. is like real talk i have left some organizations and they won't remain nameless <laughs> but i have left some organizations or stopped agreeing to work with certain organizations because i didn't set a boundary early on and i realized that and i was like let me go course correct and i tried to set a boundary and they refused to respect that boundary and they were just like, no, 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 more, more, more. And they would say, I hear you, but their actions were totally different. They were disrespecting the boundary. And I knew, at least for me, that the only way they were going to respect the boundary of what I needed was when I was no longer there. And that's mm. sad to say, but I also mm. don't think people realize that when you do that, you are starting to push people right on out the door because they burn out, they're tired. They already have nothing to play. We talked about this last time, like a couple of weeks ago, like that emotional labor that is already on us. And right. then you won't let us rest. You won't let us set a boundary. Yeah, well then I'm gonna go. I've learned along the way because of that to be really clear, to be trying yeah. to be really clear in any place that I go work at next or any place I work at, you know, work with is like, hey, I need to tell you my boundaries. I need to tell you that I'm not going to be on the line or doing this work like 24 seven for you in that way. I'm not going to burn myself out for you. I'm not going to remove my boundaries for you. And that's been right. so helpful. But the reality is some organizations have lost me, not just because of lack of boundaries or respecting them, other things too, but that has been a huge factor because they don't respect them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And so, yeah, I just really felt like this is the topic that many people are experiencing, have been experiencing. And I don't know if it's just COVID, but, or just the times that we're in right now, but you have to set boundaries. You have to be able to identify your limitations and it's okay to let the plate drop and break for your own sanity. And for you to actually know that, you know what? I can't do this right now. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's okay. And it does not mean you're a failure. It just means right now isn't a good fit for where you're at mentally and emotionally, because you have to understand as black women, we're always stress is always the underlining factor, whether we really want to own that you know, it's, it's there, it's there in our everyday lives. I and mean, part of it is, is because what our role in society, what do I always say? We make it go. <laughs> we make everything go. We, we, we make we, it go. I'm like, we make it go. We may not get credit for it. I'm like, man, do we not get credit for it? There, there's a whole line of history around that, but we make it go. And people yeah. don't realize that well, maybe they do. And that's part of the problem is when they look around and things aren't quote unquote, I'm just make up a word right now, going, they're not proceeding, they're not moving forward. They're like, wait, 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 we, we need to back in the mix. And I'm like, this is part of the problem is that we make it go, but we need y'all also to make it go so that we can take our rest and take a break and set some boundaries and not have to be breaking our own boundaries or resetting and breaking and auditing all the time. We can just say it is what it is. And that's that. But yeah, we are definitely in a place where we don't get that. We don't get that a lot. And it's time for some peace. So it is time for some peace and some breaking of the plates. All right. Well, speaking of breaking of plates, I'm going to go have some breakfast on this Friday. And I will see you in two weeks. 
Thanks for joining us this week on The Black Compass. Make sure to visit our websites at drjesswilliams.com and dynastyhunt.com where you can subscribe to the show on iTunes and Spotify so you'll never miss a show. And while you're at it, if you found value in this show, we'll appreciate a rating on iTunes or if you'll simply tell a friend about the show, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in next week for our next episode. And remember, the world shouldn't define where you go. Your internal black coffee should.